The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We thank you for your sweet presence in this place. And we thank you because we know in your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. And Lord, I pray that every need represented here this morning will be supernaturally met in the name of Jesus. Every desire will be satisfied in the name of Jesus. Even as you have said, you will do exceedingly abundantly beyond that which we are dreaming, which we are asking, which we are believing for. We thank you again for miracles, for signs and wonders in our lives, for giving us testimony after testimony for helping us to overcome all that we need to overcome even in these days that we live in to you alone be all the praise in jesus mighty name and the people of god shouted it louder amen glory be to god let me high five your neighbor to your left to your right tell them it's good to see you in the house Hallelujah. Can somebody declare boldly again this morning, I am finishing 2020, I'm finishing 2023 well. I will be stronger. I will be better. And I will be richer. Hallelujah. Can you declare it loudly one more time this morning? I will be stronger. I will be better. And I will be richer. Say the loudest you can. I will be stronger. I will be better. I will get better results. I will be more productive. I'll be more effective. I'll be more efficient. And I will be richer. By the grace of Almighty God. Give the Lord a shout of praise if you believe it this morning. Hallelujah. One of the best ways we can respond to the times and the seasons we are living in is to be stronger. Weak people will not survive these times and seasons we are living in. And I mean stronger in every dimension. You need to be spiritually stronger than you were a week ago, a month ago, a year ago. Remember the prophecy of the last days. I don't want to dwell too much on it this morning. Um, Isaiah um, 60. Darkness will cover the earth. Gross darkness will cover the people. You can go and study the teachings of Jesus when he pointed to what will happen in the latter days. Those are all the things. You turn on the news, it's as if they are reading Bible to you. I'm telling you, the, the, the news editor could simply have... All that is missing is they didn't put Matthew chapter 21. That's all that is missing. 
that I was reading that text, was it yesterday? And something, something I read there, I mean, my heart jumped a bit. Jesus said, this is just the beginning of sorrows. <laughs> beginning. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. You have to be stronger. You will hear some news that if you are not strong, your leg will just shake. In fact, I'm sure you've even experienced it before. You will see some things. So declare again, by the grace of God, I will be stronger. Hallelujah. It's very interesting. We are not saying just be strong. Because it depends on how strong you are. I'm saying you have to be stronger than what you are contending with. Remember Psalm 24 verse 10, the Bible says, if you faint in the day of adversity, and we are living in days of adversity, it says you only need to be stronger. Your strength is, so you just need to be stronger. There are some things that are within our control. Many, many things are within our control. And many things we can't directly control. One thing you can control is that you should be strong and you should be stronger. In every area of your life, emotionally, you have to be stronger. We started our Money Matters training last week. We made some, I love the class today. Very, very powerful. From the testimony to the, I mean, sometimes when people hear testimonies and I understand that you are looking for the dramatic effect and thank God for the dramatic effect like I was saying last week that you are not seeing a dead man rising up or a crippled man coming out of a chair does not mean the miracle power is not available and working for you thank God for the drama and we are not pulling down those kind of miracles no we are, we are just saying that for our own salvation, whether we see a dead man rise or not, we are still believing God for miracles in our day. Because how can we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? If you start preaching a gospel or start thinking, and before people start preaching, they start thinking, it, ah, there are no miracles. You are just paving a way for more destruction and death for yourself. economically and financially, you have to be stronger. I was saying yesterday in our workers' meeting, when they removed the subsidy and petrol price more or less tripled for about, I don't know how many months, Lagos roads were empty. After a while, people started getting stronger. Now the traffic is almost back. It's not yet at the level it used to be. But now two-hour traffic is back in Lagos. People have gotten stronger. If I call the petrol 700, we will still buy. So if you are the one that is not buying, and you are still complaining, ah, they tripled the petrol price, they, they have left you behind. You respond to things with strength. Particularly those things that may not be in your immediate control. It has come, it has come. 
exchange rates, almost 1,000 naira. Nobody likes it. It's, it's causing a lot of wahala for everybody, from the government to the private sector to the citizenry. You have to be stronger. Can I hear someone shout, I will be stronger? And when you develop strength to match the task on ground, you will find out that you are getting better. You are more effective. More effective. And when you are more effective, you will be attracting more resources to yourself. You will become richer. Many, many times in life, particularly when the going gets tough, somebody just needs to wake up and say, okay, it has come. This is not what we are praying for. This is not what we are asking for. But now I'm going to respond with strength. Hallelujah. And God will give you strength. God will give you strength. Joel chapter 3 verse 10. This is a word for somebody this morning. And indeed it's a word for all of us. Beat your plowshares into swords. I know you are farmers. And the picture really, if you study it, the context is that farmers are naturally weak. So back in those days, the farmers will cut covenants with the warriors. The warriors have strength, but they are hungry. They are poor. They don't have food. So they will cut covenants with the soldiers and the warriors. And the, the, the farmers will tell the warriors, okay, we will feed you. You just protect us. Fight our battles for us. But there are some times, <laughs> you know, the Bible says that to everything there's a season. There's a time for peace. There's a time for war. And there are some tough seasons that come like that where even the farmers, you have to convert your plow, what you used to farm, you convert it into a sword. Why? It's time to fight. It's time to be strong. Beat your plowshares into swords, your pruning hooks, all your farming equipment. Change them to spears. And let the weak, the people that have not been fighting, I said, I mean, I'm just an economist. Let the weak do what? Let the weak do what? Hallelujah. Can somebody shout out loud this morning? Let every devil hear you. I am strong. Come on, let me hear you. I am strong. I'm telling you because the times and the seasons that we are in demand for us to be stronger. Let the weak say I'm strong. Let the weak put on armor of strength. I am strong. Hallelujah. I am strong. So let's look at how you can be stronger this season. Let's, let's look into that. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10. 
I will read the latter part, just the latter part. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow. Tap your neighbor to your left and to your right and tell them, do not sorrow. Do not sorrow. Things may not have happened the way you wanted it to happen, but do not sorrow. You may have gotten bad results or gotten bad news that you are not expecting. Do not sorrow. Come on, shout to those neighbors again this morning. Do not sorrow. Do not sorrow. For the joy of the Lord. You see, if you sorrow, particularly in a time where you need to be strong, you will lose. So he said, this day is holy. Let's say it this way. This season is holy. This is a special time we are in. This is not a time to be sorrowful. I don't care what has happened or what has not happened. This is not a time to be fearful. This is not a time to be intimidated. Why? The joy of the Lord is your strength. So if I steal your joy, I will defeat you. We had that saying several years ago. If the devil cannot steal your joy, he cannot keep your goods. So if you are a strategic enemy like the devil... One of the things you will do to weaken people is to start instigating things that attack their joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. When God was telling me what, what to share with us, this, in fact, this is, I can close the message now. I saw it in the spirit. Bold letters. Joy equals strength. Joy equals strength. That is it. Joy equal if you can be joyful. Hallelujah. You can be stronger. You will have strength. And as you continue operating with the oil of joy, hallelujah, you will keep getting stronger. And what? Somebody shout joy equals strength. Let me hear you shout, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Say it again, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Shout it the loudest you can this morning. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Are you still here this morning? Look at this verse of scripture again. James chapter 5 verse 13. Is anyone suffering? Let him do what? Huh? Let him pray. So when, I, 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 like I said, I enjoyed that class this morning. The, the gentleman that was testifying, he talked about the season where he and his wife would wake up because they were suffering. Things were not going the way they wanted it to go. And they will pray. They will pray. Pray. To the point where neighbor will hear them. And neighbor too was gingered. So I'm going to start praying. Because we too we are suffering. Do you know it takes strength to pray in a season of suffering? Hello? That takes a lot of strength. That takes a lot of strength. 
So God is saying, even where things are tough, where things are challenging, where you are suffering, things are not going right, the, the, the solution is not to be sorrowful or to be afraid. Begin to pray. We need a lot of prayer in these days we are living in. A lot of prayer. A lot of prayer. Please let me preach this message to your neighbor. If you are not praying, don't be afraid. If you have to close your eyes to preach the message, you know sometimes even when I'm preaching, me too, I close my eyes. But turn to your neighbor and say, if you are not praying, I'm sorry for you. I'm telling you. As a church, we need to be more prayerful. Pray. A lot of praying. Because it's in that place of prayer. And please understand that we need strength to pray. Remember Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 16. They had been thrown into prison. And the Bible said they began to pray. And that takes a lot of strength. I mean, you went to do evangelism. You delivered someone from a devil. And then people just came together, told lies against you, beat you. The Bible said they beat them with rods. Threw them inside the dungeon of the prison. Take strength to pray. In that kind of situation. But that's how the deliverance will come. Hello? Who wants to die in a prison? Particularly when you know you are not even supposed to be there in the first place. It's a different thing if you are an armed robber. <laughs> and you have been an armed robber for a long time and they now caught you. You may be thinking, ah, okay. My lot has caught up with me. But you know you are not supposed to be there. How many people know that you are not supposed to be living in a prison here? Ah, okay. Some of you want to go to prison. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. But he went on to now say, Is anyone cheerful or joyful? Let him do what? Sing psalms. This one we need to decode it a bit because it tells you when you see people that are not praising God, that are not singing, that are not rejoicing in the Lord, or they are not, they are not singing, they are not praising, they are not blessing God, is because joy is going down. And that is dangerous. Because slowly but surely, the enemy is drawing your strength. Praise God. Stealing your joy, drawing your strength. Stealing your joy, drawing your strength. Hallelujah. So it takes joy to praise God. And that simply means it takes strength to praise God. Because joy is our strength. If we are not cheerful, we will not be able to praise him. And even if we are not joyful, if we are not cheerful, when difficult times come, we will not be able to pray. And that means you will just be in a vicious cycle. Instead of breaking the chain of the enemy, when things don't go the way you want them to go, it will just be like a loop. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. Look at Psalm 8 verse 2 again this morning. 
And I want you to see how Jesus interpreted Psalm 8 verse 2. I believe I've shared this with us in church before, but let's look at it again this morning. Psalm 8 verse 2. And if you can, particularly those of you that are using a physical Bible, if there's any such person, you can just open Matthew 21 as well. But let's read Psalm 8 verse 2 first. Out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained what? Talk to me, somebody. What is in the mouth of babes and nursing infants? Strength. Because of what? Your enemies. That you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Can I prophesy over somebody in this house this morning? This year and season, the enemy will be silenced in your life in Jesus' name. I said the enemy will be silenced in your life in Jesus' name. The devil will be put to shame in your life in Jesus' name. Praise God. That's what God did for Paul and Silas when Satan threw them in prison. God showed up with a mighty deliverance. I love the way the Bible said it. When they prayed and prayed and prayed, and it's because they were strong, they were able to pray in that kind of situation. If they were weak, they would be feeling sorry for themselves. They would be sorrowful. Hallelujah. But let me tap anybody this morning, I refuse to be sorrowful. No matter how disappointing the situation is. Hallelujah. After a while, gather yourself together. Borrow yourself spiritual sense. And even if you find yourself in a prison, whether it's an economic prison, a health prison, or even a physical prison, they prayed. And then the Bible said they began to sing praises or sing hymns. They began to pray. They began to sing. They began to pray. What James was saying, if you are suffering, pray. And if you are cheerful, sing. The way we will know there is joy in your life, particularly if you are in a difficult situation, is if you can praise. Because that means you still have some strength left. Hallelujah. Elbow a neighbor this morning. Tell them I still have some strength left. I know the year is coming to an end. But I still have some strength. 2023. The devil has not stolen all my joy. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And then God showed up. A mighty earthquake. Not only did God deliver Paul and Silas, the Bible said God opened every prisoner's door. God unlocked every prisoner's chain. Hallelujah. When God shows up for one, he shows up for all. Glory be to God. And the devil was put to shame. Silence the avenger. Shut the mouth of the lion. It's like Daniel. When those people came together and threw him inside that lion's den. God showed up, he shot the mouth of the lion. Hallelujah. But it comes when you can praise. And if you don't have joy, there will not be strength to give God praise. Are you with me this morning? Matthew 21 verse 6. Jesus was quoting that text. 
And this is where it begins to open our eyes to revelation. And Jesus said to them, yes, have you not read? We're going to come back to the background of that story in a moment. Have you not read? Have you not read Psalm 8? Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants. Quoting the same text. And like we've always said and taught in this church, the best interpreter of the Bible is the Bible. No pastor can interpret the Bible better than the Bible. Have you not read out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants? Quoting Psalm 8 verse 2, you have perfected. He did not say strength this time. Psalm 8 said strength. Just said it's praise. Praise. So their praise was born out of strength. Their praise, your praise is born out of strength. And in difficult times, we need to be stronger. Hallelujah. And if you are cheerful, you will sing, you will praise. I want to close. There are three major things I want you to hold fast to this season. Particularly as we come to the end of this year. Hold fast to them like your life depends on it. Because I believe your life depends on it. Number one, miracles, signs, and wonders. We dealt with that a lot last week. Hold fast. To believing God for miracles, expecting miracles, praying for miracles, looking out for a miracle. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation which God first began to declare through the mouth of Jesus and he confirmed with signs and wonders, various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit. Sir, if we don't have miracles, I'm telling you we are doomed. And don't let any devil um, do any trick on you that miracle only means raising of the dead. Nothing wrong with raising of the dead. In fact, I, I love this text. First Peter chapter 1. Let, let's read First Peter 1 again. Hallelujah. Like I shared with you last week, God, God told me that's how Satan was able to convince other people, other denominations, that miracles don't happen again. Because it wasn't like you know, when you read the book of Acts, it's a very dramatic book. Peter and John walking to the gate of the temple. There was a crippled man and a very, very full, a fizzy book. And that may not be how our church is today. I'm sure there are some ministries that is like that. Maybe. Don't let me, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not putting that down. But it was like a common thing, the way the book of Acts was written. But Jesus Christ is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do I have a witness in the house this morning? Hallelujah. And miracles can still happen for you today. First Peter 1. Again, listen to what Peter said. Verse 6. In this you greatly rejoice. Make a note of that. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. Verse 
Sometimes we go through tough times and seasons that may even extend for a long period of time, grieved with various trials, but yet we are still greatly rejoicing. Because we know joy equals strength. And when you are in the middle of a trial, sir, that's when you need to be stronger. Hello, somebody. Praise God. That the genuineness of your faith be much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire. That's what our trials, that's how we should see our trials as believers. No matter, something is challenging your health. I mean, something is challenging your ministry. Something is challenging your career. He said, have this perspective. And you know in life, perspective is everything. Perspective is everything. I love that illustration Pastor Bonner shared with us this morning. They sent somebody to India. And he saw that they were very poor. They didn't have shoes. And ah, we can never prosper in that place. Because the people are so poor, they don't have shoes. Perspective. They sent a second guy. And he said, wow, opportunity. These people don't have shoes. And there are one billion of them. Let's go and make money. Same place, but different perspective. Perspective is everything. Perspective is everything. And the scripture tells us the perspective to have. When you are going through trials, see yourself as, first of all, it's not even your trial. It's a trial of your faith. Glory be to God. And he said your faith is even more precious than gold. Perspective. In other words, put high value on your faith. See it as something like a treasure. That I believe in Jesus is a treasure. It's like I have a billion dollars. Hallelujah. Perspective. And what do you do with gold? How do you refine gold? How do you make the quality in gold to come out? You pass it through fire. <laughs> Praise God. Apostle Paul said when God taught him this perspective, he said he started boasting when he has trials, tribulations, and afflictions. He started boasting in the Lord. His perspective before was, ah, God, take away the, the, the infirmity in my flesh. The messenger of Satan that came to buffet me. And God helped him to change his perspective. Tap a neighbor, say, change your perspective. He said, most gladly now I, bo- I make my boast in the Lord. Hallelujah. The genuineness of your faith, verse 7, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, it may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus. Hallelujah. What a perspective. When trials come, it's an opportunity for me for Jesus to be revealed like I've never seen him before. And it's coming to make the value of my faith to go to another level. Can somebody declare this season, my faith is going to another level. Even if it's been tested by fire. Are you still here this morning? Verse 8, where I'm going. Whom having not seen, you love. 
though now you do not see him, yet believing, you do what? Rejoice. Hallelujah. Why should I rejoice? Joy is my strength. With joy unspeakable. Praise God. Joy inexpressible, full of glory. Receiving the end of your faith, which is the salvation of your souls. And that's not just talking about being born again, no. So he said, even when you don't see anything, keep believing and keep rejoicing. Because at the end of the day, you will receive salvation. So we cannot be people that only believe for miracles when we see miracles. We believe even when we have not seen anything. Praise God. So it's a fallacy for someone to say that because uh, we are not seeing dead people or creepy people rising in church, God is no longer doing miracles. He died with the last apostle. Rubbish. What are you going to do with Hebrews 13? Eight? Hallelujah. Somebody say this week. This season. My life will be filled with miracles, signs, and wonders. Return the word of God to him this morning. Say, I am the children that the Lord has given me. We are for signs and wonders. Praise God. Hold on to that this season. Wake up expecting God to do a miracle for you. Pray, expecting God to do a miracle for you. Rejoice, expecting God to do a miracle for you. Sing, expecting God to do a miracle for you. Hallelujah. Let's look at Matthew 21 again. Let, let's, that place where Jesus interpreted Psalm, chapter, Psalm 8. Is somebody learning something this morning? Are you sure? Praise God. Will you shout out loud again? It's my season. I wish I could convince somebody it's my season. I wish I could really impress that on somebody's spirit. It's your season. I'm going to come to that in a minute. But look at what happened there in Matthew 21. Hallelujah. Um, the Bible said... Let's read from verse 12. Let's, let's, I think today is a teaching flow. Then Jesus went into the temple and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple. So we, we need to really, really be very sensitive and careful when we, te temple is not even just referring to the physical house. When we come together, first of all, every individual believer is a temple of the Lord. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and the spirit of God dwells inside of you? When we come together, we make a temple. When we are together like this, we need to be very sensitive. Particularly if we are believing for signs, wonders, and miracles. If you come to church and you come with a mindset, tap a neighbor and say mindset, mindset, mindset. We delve that a lot. And I, it's a place where I'm going to gist with my friends. You miss God. I'm not saying you should not gist with friends when you're in church. But that's not why you are in church. Those of you that sell things to church, if you come to church, you might say, ah, market, market. There will be 10,000 people in that conversion. Market, market. 
And I'm not saying you should not seize the opportunity. But please don't act as if this is not in your Bible. He drove all of them out. Cleaned the temple. They had come accustomed to, they, they didn't have a perspective or an image of what it really means to be a part of the house of God. He drove all of them out, overturned the tables of the money changers, seats of those who sold doves. Listen to what he said. It is written. It is written. And as we are reading this, please remember that verse we read in James. He that is in trouble or suffering, he should do what? I can't hear you this morning. So prayer. He that is cheerful, he should do what? that is full of joy, sing. Watch. So, there are two things the Bible is telling us. We should pray and we should what? Sing. And we said it takes strength to do all that. So, he drove out all the people and he told them, my house shall be called a house of what? So, emphasize prayer. Emphasize prayer. The body of Christ. Emphasize prayer. Particularly in difficult times, emphasize prayer. Value prayer. Prioritize prayer over everything else. Don't gist until you have prayed. Don't sell market until you have prayed. Emphasize prayer. So you have made it a den of thieves. Some people even, I mean, you know, <laughs> they fulfill the scripture of verbatim. Come to church not to pray, but to steal somebody's phone. Have you not read? Like I told you, have you not read? <laughs> I mean, it's another thing if your own altercation is that um, I'm coming to gist. So there are two people here that you mentioned your case. Those that are selling goods. I'm not looking at your side though. <laughs> I'm just doing my job. <laughs> you know I didn't preach this last Sunday. It's as the Lord gave me that I'm giving it to you. Uh-huh. <laughs> and those that come to steal in church. I mean your case was mentioned. And we are a church, of course. We open the doors to anybody. We are like a hospital. I'm not going to say because someone, there's even thief on his forehead. We will say, ah, you can't enter. There's thief on your forehead. No. We will allow you into church hoping that as we are worshiping, the Holy Ghost will clean your forehead for you. And hopefully clean your heart as well. So that you will not steal our phone. Don't move too much before your neighbor thinks you are the one I'm talking about. But again, the emphasis here is not that we should not talk or we should not do business. No. But don't do those things at the expense of prayer. Hello? Verse 14. After that, miracles began to happen. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple. And what did he do? Healed them. Once he was able to shift and clean the house, miracles began to happen. Then, of course, when the devil could not watch Satan at work here, when he could not distract them, 
with buying and selling wares and all the other things, when he saw that Jesus had taken care of that one, he came with another wave of destruction. Verse 15, when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things, I prophesy over somebody right now, this year end season, God will do wonderful things for you in the name of Jesus. Who is complaining when wonderful things are happening? But Satan will find a way to complain. Wonderful things were happening. Before wonderful things were not happening, they did not complain. Now, wonderful people are testifying, people are moving forward, and they start complaining. When the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying out in the temple. So, actually, two things were happening. Number one, he had focused their attention to prayer, and then the children were praying. I mean, were singing. They were praising. What were they singing? Hosanna in the highest. Well, that's the 21st century version. Hosanna to the son of David. The high priests were indignant. And they said to him, do you hear what these people are saying? This one, he now quoted Psalm 8, verse 2 to them. Have you not read? Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants. And I love this translation. You are perfected praise. So these two things that we saw in James chapter 5, that we saw Peter and who was his accomplice? I mean, Paul and Silas doing prison in Acts chapter 16. Prayer and praise. Prayer and praise. They usher in miracles. And I love it. The Bible said he healed them all. Somebody say he healed them all. Okay, this, um, this verse doesn't say he healed them all, but he healed them. Hallelujah. Number two, let's quickly move because of time. So this season, we are holding on to miracle signs and wonders. Somebody shout, I believe. Number two, refuse to be robbed and denied. I'm telling you, this is how you are going to get stronger. This is how you are going to get better. This is how you are going to get richer. If you will, believe God, hold on to, pray for, ask for, expect miracle signs and wonders. It will help you finish the year well. If you will refuse to be denied and robbed of what is rightfully yours. In our workers' meeting yesterday, again, I want to throw out the invitation to everyone. Once in a month, we come together as church workers. Everybody in the church should be a church worker. Everybody. God reminded us again of the story of Mephibosheth in 2 Samuel chapter 9. If you are not familiar with that story, I encourage you to go and read it again. It's just 13 verses. 2 Samuel chapter 9. Put up verse 1 for us. This is why I'm telling somebody again today, this morning, this is your season. This is your season. This is your turn. This is your time. You may have been forgotten before, but God is telling you, now is your time of favor. Yeah. 
One day just came. The Bible just said, one season came. David just said, is there still anyone who is left in the house of Saul that I should show kindness for Jonathan's sake? He didn't say it yesterday. He didn't say it last week. He didn't say it last month. He didn't say it last year. And David here was representing God as it were. It's a, it's a type and shadow of God. Just got up one day. He, who am I going to show favor to? From the house of Jonathan. That's how the things of God work. Hello? And that's why every time we need to believe this is my time. This is my time. Somebody declare this is my time. I can't hear you. Say, this is my time. This is my season. I refuse to be robbed. And I refuse to be denied. Mephibosheth, if you know the story, was a son of Jonathan. Long before he was born, David caught a covenant with his father. And then life happened. Events happened. Dollar became 1,000 to 1. <laughs> the house of David went to war with the house of Saul. So these two covenant brothers were on other sides of the war. But God was backing the house of David. And as the years went by, the house of David got stronger and stronger and stronger. The house of Saul got weaker and weaker and weaker. And it became visible and clear to everybody, ah, David is the one true king now. God has chosen David to be the king of Israel. It was at that time that, it's chapter 9, verse 1, that David now said, I remember my covenant with Jonathan, even though life happened. Even though life happened, and we're on the opposite divides of a war, my covenant with Jonathan is not, is not null and void. It's still in force today. When the war started, Mephibosheth, life happened to him as well. News came that David and Jonathan had died in the battlefield. A nurse was trying to escape with him. They dropped him. He broke his leg. This was a prince. This was a kingly person, a royal person. Wealthy beyond comprehension. But because life happened. And now he was paralyzed. They just went to hide him in one corner. Till he grew to, became, to become an adult. And all those years of... If you read... I just don't have the time. If you read the things David now pronounced to him. That look, these things are yours. All your father's lands are yours. All your father's wealth is yours. You will eat at the king's table. All those years, Mephibosheth had been denied and robbed. You are not Mephibosheth. Oh. Look at your neighbor and say, you are not Mephibosheth. It's a type and a shadow. So you learn the good lessons we can learn from him. The difference between you and him is this. Even if your leg is crippled. Hear me and hear me very well, somebody. Even if life happened, your father died in a war. Your grandfather died in a war. And your family line lost the battle. Today, glory be to God, your covenant is still enforceable. You don't have to wait for anything. 
you can begin to demand what is yours. Hallelujah. Demand what is yours. Can I hear somebody shout, healing and health is mine? I can't hear you. Healing and health is mine. That person that has a negative doctor's report, shout the loudest this morning. In the name of Jesus, I have a covenant of healing and health. Can you shout, prosperity is mine. Poverty is not my portion. Failure is not my portion. Shame is not my portion. Refuse to be robbed. The thief comes but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that you might have life and have it in abundance. Still it overflows. And that's what this young man experienced. But years had gone by where he was robbed and he was denied. His father's servants were enjoying his wealth. His father's servants were enjoying his wealth. Hallelujah. That's an attitude we should carry into this season. Look at me, everybody. I'm talking to you. Find out what God has promised you. Hello? That you can enjoy that you are not yet enjoying. Praise God. And begin to place a demand by faith. Place a demand. Say, I refuse to be robbed. I refuse to be denied. Number three, as we close this morning, finally. Settle this in your heart once and for all. Settle it in your heart that, number one, I'm for signs and wonders. I will not be robbed or denied of what is rightfully mine. Particularly now, that is my season. Hello, somebody? Number three, settle this once and for all. Failure or defeat is not an option. Failure or defeat is not an option. My God will never fail, so I will never fail. Failure or defeat is not an option. Remember what we said a few weeks ago. Heads I win, tails the devil loses. Hello, somebody? Failure and defeat is not what? Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Glory be to God. Are you born of God? I can't hear you. Child of God, are you born of God? Then failure and defeat is not an option for you. This is the victory that has overcome the world. Even our faith. Go with me again this morning to 2 Corinthians chapter 14. I will close with that text. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, sorry. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. Let me hear you declare this morning, failure and defeat. Sorry, failure or defeat is not an option for me. I have some matching orders for somebody this morning. Where you failed, get back up again and go and try again. Hallelujah. Get, pick yourself up. Hello, somebody. Try again.
I don't care what aspect of your life it is, financially, maritally, in your career, spiritually, ministry, pick yourself up and do what? The Bible says the righteous man may fall seven times. What will happen? He's going to rise up again. Because failure or defeat is not an option. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, Therefore, we do not lose heart. Remember where we started from? This day is holy unto the Lord. Do not sorrow. I know there's darkness on the face of the earth and deep darkness over the people. I know naturally speaking, things are looking gloomy. The economy, things are tough. But we do not what? We do not what? Lose hearts. Do not lose hearts. We do not lose hearts. We will not give up. We will not quit. Because our mind is wired in such a way that failure or defeat is not an option. We do not lose heart. So Lazarus was dead four days, buried in the tomb. We do not lose heart. Jonah was in the belly of the whale for three days and three nights. We do not lose heart. Failure or defeat is not an option. Look, be so prayerful that in the grave, sir, you are praying. That's what Jonah taught us. I don't know how he was praying in the belly of that willow, but the Bible told us he was praying. And the best part is that God had him. When you pray, God will hear you. Yeah. Failure is not an option. That is including a forward for failure. I don't know how to say that in English. Self-inflicted. What is that? It doesn't carry the, the meaning of the... <laughs> okay, this is the scripture I always say. There is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Stop condemning yourself. Failure is not an option. Hallelujah. Even though the outward man is perishing. Hallelujah. You are looking at the money, it's going down, it's going down, it's going down. You are looking at the business, it's going down, it's going down. You are looking at the marriage, the spouse has sparked out, it's going down. The outward man is perishing, but failure is not an option. The inward man is being renewed day by day. Oh, glory be to God. Let's go back to perspective again. Tap your neighbor and say perspective. Look at the perspective for this kind of seasons. For our light affliction. Sir, I'm telling you now, I can tell you authoritatively, Lagosians can now afford the petrol. Um, they are back on the road, sir. <laughs> they are, ask your neighbor, are you not back on the road? I told them yesterday, if they start selling petrol $1,000 per liter, I trust Legosians. Just give them a little time. They, they, they know the scripture. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, back on the road. I entered two hours. I can't remember last time I drove in two hours traffic. <laughs> they are back. Can somebody say light afflictions? Light afflictions. I can't hear you. Say light afflictions. Our light afflictions are working for us. 
Look at it. Our light afflictions which are bought for a moment is working for us. A far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So what the enemy meant for evil, what life has brought, Mephibosheth, life has brought that your parents died in war, your grandfather died in war, when the nurse was trying to make you escape, you got crippled in your feet, you lived all your life as a cripple. It is now working for you because your time has come. Second Samuel chapter 9 has come. Failure is not an option. Hallelujah. Who am I talking to this morning? For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us. A far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Why we do not look at the things which are seen? Back to First Peter chapter 1 verse 9. We don't need to see it to rejoice. Praise God. But are the things which are not seen. The things which are seen are temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Hallelujah. Put up my three points again this morning. Miracles, signs, and wonders. What was the second point I gave you? Refuse to be robbed or denied. Failure is an... To walk in these three things, sir, you need strength. To have strength, you need joy. Let me hear someone declare I'm for signs and wonders. I refuse to be robbed or denied. Failure or defeat is not an option for me. Hallelujah. I need joy so that I can be strong. Praise God forevermore. Who is joyful or cheerful in this house this morning? Jump up on your feet and like babes and little infants, begin to praise God right where you are. Begin to praise God. Out of the mouth of babes and infants, God has ordained strength to silence the enemy or the avenger. God has perfected praise so that miracles, signs, and wonders can be the order of the day. Let somebody begin to bless the Lord this morning. Begin to praise him. Begin to praise him. I'm going to give us a few minutes. Let's just praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise him this morning. Failure or defeat is not an option for you. You will not be robbed. You will not be denied. And you are for signs, you are for wonders. Praise him, praise him, praise him. Let joy begin to well up from your inside. You know, joy is a fruit of your spirit. Joy is who you are. If you choose to be joyful, joy will flow. Out of your innermost being will flow joy. Rivers of life. 
rivers of life. Praise Him this morning. Praise Him this morning. Magnify Him in the Spirit. I want you to pray. I want you to praise. I want you to pray. I want you to praise. If you are for signs and wonders, open your mouth and praise the Lord. Praise Him your own way. Praise Him your own way. Forget about your neighbor. When Paul and Silas were singing in that prison, when they were praying in that prison, they forgot about all the other prisoners. The Bible said the prisoners were hearing them, but it didn't matter to Paul and Silas. And look at the beautiful thing. When the salvation came, all the prisoners who were delivered with them. If there's a neighbor beside you that is not praying and praising, don't worry about him. When God de deposits your miracle, he will catch the overflow. So instead of your neighbor robbing you of your miracle, you be a blessing to your neighbor. And as you receive your own miracle, let your miracle now overflow into the life of your neighbor. Come on, from a place of strength, begin to praise the Lord this morning and begin to pray to Him. You don't know what to pray. Pray these three things we've shared this morning. I am for signs and wonders. That's a powerful prayer point. That's a powerful praise point. You can praise God. Thank you, Father. I am for signs and wonders. And you can pray it. Lord, this season, your signs and your wonders will be evident in my life. I refuse to be denied. I'm not going to live like Mephibosheth and wait and wait and wait and wait. Unlike Mephibosheth, me, I know my rights and my privileges. I know I'm the son of the king. I'm an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. This season, I receive what is mine. I receive my inheritance. I receive my healing. I receive my breakthrough. I receive my promotion. I receive my next level. I receive divine ideas from above. I walk in favor. I enjoy the mercy of God. I go from glory to glory. I will eat at the king's table. I will feast with the nobles. I am one of the top 1% in my generation. I'm rising higher and higher. I will not be denied. I refuse to be denied. Praise God for it. If it sounds like you, give him praise. And if you are feeling like praying, maybe you are still in that place. Is anyone suffering? Let him pray. You can pray it. Pray it as a prayer point. Pray it as a prayer point. January came, you were denied. February came, nothing happened. March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. It looks like nothing is happening. Today is your day of salvation. This is your season. Tell yourself, I will not be denied. I will not be robbed. This is the last day that the thief will come into my life to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus is my king. Jesus is enthroned in my life. And he has come to give me life till it overflows. I refuse it. Failure or defeat is not an option for me. I am born of God and I overcome the world. 
my light afflictions they are not working against me the truth of the matter my perspective is the correct perspective it's the scriptural perspective all my challenges are working 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 for me it may look like a setback but the truth is it's only a stepping stone I'm like Joseph when you throw me into the prison you are just pushing me one step closer to the throne that God has ordained for me failure is not an option for me Come on, praise him, praise him. Praise him in the house. Praise Him. Something is building up for you. Praise Him. Praise Him. Hey, Alabosha. Something is building up for you. Praise Him. I don't want you to stop just a few more minutes talk to God this morning magnify him right where you are don't let somebody praise God for you praise him yourself I am the one you have shown mercy you have shown me mercy you have shown me mercy Oh, I am the one you have shown mercy. You have shown me mercy. You have shown me mercy. I am the Lift your voice, sing it to him. I am the one you have shown mercy. You have shown mercy. Oh. I am, I am the one, say, I am the one, you have shown me, you have shown me mercy, you have shown me, you have shown me mercy, you have shown me Oh 
declare that and sing it to the Lord this yes, morning. Yes, yes, I yes. am the one I you have shown. You have shown. You have shown me mercy. 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 Is there still anyone left in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Praise God. Look at me, everybody. This week, starting from now, God is going to show you unusual favor. God is going to show you unusual mercy. God is going to show you unusual kindness. This week, this week, starting now, hallelujah, God will display his goodness on a whole new level in your life in the name of Jesus. Stretch forth your hands, open your mouth and pray fervently the loudest you can in the Holy Ghost. I am the one you have shown mercy. I am the one you have shown favor. I am the one you have shown kindness. For one more minute. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Stretch out your hands. Kena masata ya da ba 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 bushakata. Eya la busata ya da ba 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 ba. This week you are returning with amazing testimonies. This week you are enjoying uncommon favor. This week you are experiencing unusual open doors. God shows you mercy. God shows you kindness. God shows you favor. This week. This week. Starting now, somebody pray like you believe it and receive it as you stretch out your hands. I'm the one. I am the one. I am the one. I'm for signs and wonders. I am for signs and wonders. I will not be robbed. I will not be denied. Defeat, failure is not an option. God shows me mercy. God shows me favor. God shows me kindness. God helps me. God strengthens me. God lifts me. God comforts me. God restores me. I'm the one that He shows mercy. You have shown me mercy. Come on, pray like you know you are the one God is talking about. You have shown me mercy. You have shown me mercy. You have shown me mercy. You've looked beyond my failures. You've looked beyond my faults. You've looked beyond my flaws. And you show me mercy. 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 The hand of the Lord is coming upon you afresh right now. The hand of the Lord is coming upon you. The favor of God coming upon you right now. He shows you mercy.
shows you mercy you will experience restoration and recovery on an alarming note shows you mercy all the land of your fathers all the produce of the lands it's now yours from today forward and not only that you will eat at the king's table from today for your father's sake I show you a seed Show me mercy. Show me mercy. Show me mercy. Show me mercy. Kalabosa tayada prekedosa. So I will not be. I will not sorrow. This is a day. This is a week. This is a season. Holy unto the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. God shows me mercy. Hallelujah. Will you give the Lord a loud shout of praise in the house this morning? You have shown me mercy. This Wednesday, I'm just going to share it with you as God told me. And the Lord works special miracles through the hands of Paul. And catches and aprons were taken from his body. And they placed it upon the sick. The disease left, the demons left them. I want to encourage you to join us here this Wednesday. We had such a wonderful time of worship last week. Hallelujah. We're going to have another wonderful time experiencing the miraculous of God this week. Can I hear a loud amen? It's just 6.30 to 8 o'clock. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 0000640